We continue our time of worship in the Gospel of Matthew. I invite you, uh, as you're able to stand with me as we come together to Matthew chapter 6 this evening. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you... Give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, Shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, There your heart will be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. One author speaking about this night, this day, this Ash Wednesday said, Oh, strange and beautiful is Ash Wednesday, strange and beautiful. But ashes and dust are not strange to Scripture. Forty-one times the Scriptures mention ash or ashes, and they are a symbol of mortality. They are a symbol of, as we heard in Daniel's reading, brokenness and heartache, which lead, as we read, ashes then are a symbol of repentance. And that leads me to ask tonight, and maybe for all of us to consider, who has the power to turn death to life? And the answer becomes clear Not only as we look at ourselves, but as we read the scriptures this evening, the answer is most certainly not me, nor you. For it is by the very power of God 
that brings us to life and breathes life into this world and gives us hope even from dust and ash. Ash Wednesday and the season of Lent uh, that follows is not a time to better ourselves, but rather to remember the one who does. Dr. Stephen Hine put it like this, as as much as we will most certainly in the discipline of Lent have self-reflection and repentance, it is not self-centered. And so he writes, you cannot become more selfless through self-concern. God invites us to consider not just ourselves, but who he is and what he has done for us. As we heard spoken to us and then read responsively in our liturgy tonight from the psalm, Psalm 51, Martin Luther will remind us from that very first verse of crying out to God in that confession that he who still finds any counsel and help in himself cannot in all earnest speak these words. Our source of hope tonight and every night comes from God himself. Our very ability to be able to even repent is by the power of the Holy Spirit. This Jesus-shaped path of following our Lord is not a road to glory, but to the cross. But to our surprise, on that cross, we will find hope. And so renewal begins with repentance. Repentance not because, again, we can achieve it ourselves. In Matthew 6, as we've heard in the echoes of all of the Sermon on the Mount, so often we're tempted to lower standards so that we can meet them. That's good enough. But Jesus says, but I tell you, I tell you, if you hate your brother, you have committed and broken the commandment of murder. Jesus raises the bar, not lowers. So what do we do? And the answer tonight, the answer is ashes. Repentance. What did Daniel do? He cried to the Lord for mercy for him and his people. He knew that it was God's power, God's mercy, and not the goodness of his people that would bring about salvation, but God alone. In fact, the earlier, uh, the early reformers would pray this prayer, recognizing that even their repentance was made possible by God when they would pray, repent me, O Lord. Repent me. So friends, 
the very ability to, to seek repentance is God's action in our lives. And why? Because as we'll learn reading through Daniel and throughout the scriptures, by his mercy we are greatly loved. And in his mercy, in his mercy, we receive hope. And that hope does not disappoint because he does, in fact, create in us a clean heart. God does this through the cross. When we think about who our heroes are, and I don't just mean the the people we admire for their talent or success, maybe like some of the folks we watched the Super Bowl last weekend, or those whom we envy for what they have and we don't have, which we've already prayed about tonight, haven't we? I mean real heroes. When you think about the real heroes in your life, aren't they always folks who have sacrificed for you? Who have sacrificed something of themselves for your sake? And no one greater does that than Jesus Christ our Lord. The sacrifice that he gives for us to create in us a clean heart is not dependent on your good or mine. It's his alone. And so we take this good news wherever we are with us as followers of Christ for where you are Christ is present. Where you go, the world, this side of heaven is present. And so your daily calling, your daily vocation is the place that we bear the cross. And so the discipline of Lent reminds us not about how good we are or how much better we should be, but where Our treasure lies. And so we bear the cross not to get, but to respond because we follow. We don't give up chocolate or or serve the poor to get grace. Because that grace has already been given. Ashes remind us that we need and continually need that grace because of what God has done. This past week, scholar and pastor Rod Roseblatt entered life eternal. And I was reading some of his work uh, about uh, some of these texts and about this night in particular. And he said this, he said, maybe we Lutherans should think about uh, changing our, our dismissal at the end of worship. Instead of go in peace and serve the Lord, maybe we should say, go in peace. The Lord has served you. Or as I was thinking about it, and based on his work, go in peace. 
The Lord has sacrificed for you. And so doing, He creates in us a clean heart. He renews in us a right spirit. And He restores the joy of our salvation. And in this restoration, we find hope. When we make it out for ourselves, uh, then we forget and we need to repent again. And so, let us pray this day on this Ash Wednesday. Lord, repent us. Lord, renew us. Lord, Restore the joy of our salvation. Amen.